Welcome back to Digital Digital Get Down. The first one this year. It's a new year, new intro song. <laughs> new outro song, too. Wait for that. Yeah, stay tuned for that for sure. <laughs> We are、uh, having a very wintry scene tonight. We made our first fire in the fireplace. I haven't burned down anything yet. Knock on wood. <laughs> and I'm drinking some mediocre hot chocolate. Okay. And、uh, it's, I know, nobody wants to talk about the weather anymore. I'm、no. sure. I'm sick of that. We're not in the、it's、weather、cold. category.、Podcast. It's always cold. It's winter. Moving on. Yep. So we are coming at you today.、Um, a little bit of an update from missing the past couple weeks、mm-hmm. for the holidays.、Mm-hmm. Um, and. Was I supposed to be keeping track of good news and bad news over the last couple weeks? Your tone is not me. I was too busy、it. living in the moment. Oh, yeah. And disconnecting. Okay. So,、um, I caught up on a lot of books, though. I almost caught you in our book chase at the end of the year. Do we want to keep the people in suspense, or should we tell them how it went? Yeah, we can talk about books now. All right. So,、uh, we both made our goals for、yeah. this year. Success. I ended up reading 82 books. Yep. Out of my revised goal of 80. Yep. And you. I did 55 or 50. 55 out of 50? Yep. All right. And how does that track to your previous years? Better, worse, same?、Um, let's take a look. I'm looking up, I'm loading up、uh, bookdigits.com. How do you spell that? B O O K D I G I T S.com. That's right.、Um, and we now have an ad for our podcast on the website. So it's like a, a total circle, a meta little、Full、loop、circle. we got.、Um, I've heard that one of our biggest fans now has a book that just count for the one book that he read. Good. So props to him. That's, that's great to hear. So, yeah, so 2017 I read 55 books, 2016 I read 52, 2015 I read 45. So I'm trending upward. All right. Page counts have gone up significantly 15,000 to 18,000 to 19,868 last year. You're just yelling numbers. So close to 20,000 pages last, last year. Last year? Yeah. <laughs> So close to 30,000 over here. I had 29,423 pages. Average page count was yours more than me?、Uh, so my average book was 361 pages. Oh, you beat me. My average was well, yeah, 359. Yeah, you read a ton of middle school books. That was just in the last month. To soak up the stats. I still read those books. They were still 2017, books. I read a book every five days. It's <laughs> embarrassing. What did you do? A book every two days. Okay, and so now if we drill down into the year, let's just look at the grades a little bit. So I only、mm. gave out five A's. How many、year. F's? One F, which I'll、okay. talk about. I also gave out one F, but、yeah. I gave out 10 A's. 10 A's, okay. And 28 B's. So, so wait, percentage wise. Yeah, percentage 10% of mine were A's. 15% of mine、oh, were A's. A lot more. And 43% were B's. So I gave out mostly B's and C's. I gave out mostly B's and C's as well. Any interesting top tags on your list? Mine are all boring. Mine are all very obvious. Yeah. Family, friendship, teen relationships, identity, fantasy world. That sounds about right. And before we bore people to death completely, what was your biggest month? I read nine books in December. That was my best. 16 in December. Oh, God. <laughs> and before that, 10 the previous February, because I reread a couple, two different book series. I reread The Captive Prince and I、yeah. reread All for the Game. Last February. So I had a couple of comments to encapsulate my reading year、okay. as a whole. 
Previously on the podcast, I talked about giving up literary fiction completely, and then I ran into a good literary book, and yeah. now I don't know what to do. Yeah. Same thing happened to me with short stories. I had a bunch of short stories on that my to-read list at the end of the year. I got through most of them, and I was like, these are awful. You can't yell at me for reading middle grade fiction when you just admitted that you read a bunch I of don't short get stories. A, I don't get a point per story. These are full adult collections. Yes, but they're shorter stories to Typically, get Typically, they're shorter, yeah. yes. Anyways, back to me. Um, so I was hating all of them. Mm-hmm. I didn't really like, like, they were never developed enough mm-hmm. to really, you know, they pull me in. And they just kind of always fade off into, into nothingness, these yeah. literary short stories. And then I read one collection, my first book of 2018 to read, and I gave it an A minus. It was fantastic. You never give A's. Yeah, I know. So now I'm back on the short story bandwagon <laughs> okay. again. Uh, but I had to mention the one F that I gave. Yeah. Jeffrey Eugenides. Yes. You talked to me about this a little bit the other day. Yeah, I still might make you read the one story that okay. created this grade for me. But Mr. Eugenides of um, Middlesex fame. Marriage plot. Marriage plot. Two that I've read are there more. A founding father of modern literary sure. pretentiousness. It was a decent collection, like the first nine or ten stories, whatever. Um, you know, typical, lots of sex, lots of, like, mostly from a male perspective. He tried to write as a female character on a few instances without too much success. But then I get to the last story, um, which was the title, the titular story, Fresh Complaint. Right. And, wow, where to even begin? I think you can begin by saying if he knew all of the allegations that would come to light in the last couple yeah, of months. Yeah, really so- bad timing. Yeah. Uh, and the thing it reminded me most of was the uh, the episode of Girls with the... Author? the Yeah. The male author who sexually assaults people. So anyway, so this story is a dual perspective story written from a like an, a 17-year-old girl and this old white dude. Okay. And the old white dude travels for... Work uh, gets seduced by a girl who likes his lecture, and he sort of has sex with her, but then pulls out. Like, literally pulls out? Like, they start to have sex and he changes his mind? Yeah. Okay. And then in his kind of flash forward, he's like, this chick is now ruining my life. Then you jump into the girl's perspective, and she is, she's Indian, yep, so she's living in America, studying uh, at an American university, or getting ready to, and... She is feeling pressure from her parents to go into an arranged marriage. Okay. And the only method she finds to get out of that is to seduce a white man into having sex with her, at least partially, and then she becomes no longer like fit that is to be married. Literally, the storyline that was in um, Outlander, the second season that I just watched. Okay. Um, a little bit spoilers, I guess, if you are in the middle of that show. Mm. But that was in the 1700s. Right. And that's the storyline. Yeah. And so just like, just by even having the male perspective where it's like, you want us to feel bad for this guy that he's, that she's ruining his life by trying to, it was just like. Well, it's just mm. not giving any blame or responsibility to the, yeah. to the man and blaming it all on the woman. Yeah. And she was just trying to do it I mean, to. He's the victim. Like to, you're victimizing the white yeah. male. And she was just trying to do it to... Get out of a bad situation. Yeah, to improve her own life. It was just, yeah. A very tone-deaf tone story. Deaf, yeah. 
And so I, when I read that last story, I said, I have to give the whole thing an F if this was what it was all culminating to. And I think your most insightful comment was like, it's not that maybe that story never happens, but yeah. it is not his story to tell. That's right. I did say that smart yeah. thing. Yeah. So it's like, it's not saying that that can't be a story in reality or something like that, but right. have to have a white dude, an old white dude yeah. tell that story is the wrong. Well, watch out. White dudes can get trapped by like the most, most strangest of circumstances. Yeah. So tone deaf. All you want to so... do is have some young sex and look what happens. Yeah. Um, and that, yeah, it just is. So, yeah, and I don't want to say that, like, old male authors can't, you know, write from a female perspective or write from a, a from a different cultural perspective, but... But it does not seem like he did it sensitively. Especially... Like, was, yeah. like, was there a sensitivity reader that read this and was like, yeah, that's fine? Yeah, I clearly not. Like, is it just because he's Eugen D's that, they, that he can publish what he wants? Yeah, so that was technically my worst book of the year, which jumped below uh, Ferryman's Institute and others... My worst um, book of the year was History of Wolves. Mm. I, I already talked about this in the a podcast. A little bit. You were trying to read about Minnesota to get yourself psyched up for this. Oh, God, it was bad. And Try it takes it. a lot for me to give a D as well, and yeah. I give it eight Ds this year. Well, okay, so 2018, you're... you're we're going to assume... talk about our favorite books, all the eights. Sure. yeah. Well, my favorite ones, I think I've talked about them all before. So Here I Am and Oscar Wow were the two literary A's that <laughs> I gave me. out. And then Fangirl and Tale for the Time Being, uh, that one which we talked about on the podcast, were my other favorites from the year. And uh, did someone recommend those two to you? Or was that um, you just stumbled upon them on your I own? I think Book Digits probably spoke oh, yeah? his recommendations. Yeah. Because yeah. you complained a lot about some of the books that I gave you to read. And two of your highest books were for yeah, me. Yeah, I, I still don't know if that justifies the... All the losses. Okay. A three, actually. I told you to read Oscar Wilde, to hate read it because I didn't like it. Yeah. So three of your, your A's. And three out of your four Aristotle, A's. And Aristotle and uh, Simon and the Homo Sapiens. Those were A's for you? Uh, close. They were on my next two. So like yeah. five of your six favorite books of this year were yeah. from my list. But you could probably also say some of your least favorite yeah. books are also from my list. Okay. Um, my A's. The last book I read this year was one of my A's as well. Really? The Color of Magic. Color this of Magic? Quilt. You gave it an A. I gave it an A minus. Wow. I gave it an A minus. You're such a little fantasy nerd over there. Yeah. Well, I just started reading Patrick Rothfuss' Name of the Wind. Yeah. And um, mostly because it's long enough that I'll get my next Book Digits medal for 2018. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this... You told me that The Color of Magic came out before that. Yeah. But it seems like The Color of Magic was a straight mockery of The Name of the Wind. So you're more of a Pratchett than a Gaiman, though, clearly. Yeah, I am. Interesting. I, I feel the Pratchett charms more than the Gaiman charms. Okay. Gaiman falls a little flat for me. Mm. And Pratchett, uh, have I read any other Terry Pratchett? I don't think so, but the question would be, would if you read the joint book of theirs, what would you think? I see. That would be interesting. I'll have to mm. read it because it's not that I think Neil Gaiman's books are bad. Right. They're just missing some of the, excuse the pun, but missing some of the magic. Yeah. Like, I just feel like they're missing a little bit of a spark or a little bit of charm for me okay. that other people seem to find in his works. Yeah. And I I think Terry Pratchett's work has plenty of charm. So I would hope that mm. the combination of Gaiman's like well-plotted, well-written side of it and yeah. Terry Pratchett's kind of charm would be a good match. We'll see. We'll see. So I tried to ask someone what next, what is the next Discworld book that I should read. Yeah. And it's so incomprehensible which one you should read next right. because they're not in any order and there's different characters. So they're, right, and they're in an order on 
on the book digits list, but that's I don't know if that's the publication order. I think it was just, publication order. But yeah, that's a it's that's not how the actual plots follow. Yeah, and there's a lot of ways of how you're supposed to read them. I'm just gonna take a suggestion of a couple mm -hmm. ones that are favorites of other people and go from there and see okay. how it goes. What are some other A's you gave out? Uh, second to last book I one of the uh, the last books I read Gosh, maybe she third to last. These in. Uh, this that's because these were books on my Kindle that I'd been put on yeah. for like the past couple years and yeah. I never read on my you Kindle. Get twelve books out of the library every yeah. other day. And Kindle, I prefer to read a real book because it feels more. Pause. Time out for a second. We got to describe the shelf at our library that we encountered the today. Rental books. So we were talking about today how much we love our library because you get so many. New and old and that, books like, for And that like adults free. that don't use the library, because we went through a period yeah. where we were just like, oh, we didn't even know where the library was or whatever. Yeah. And then when we went to Australia, we were like, we're not going to bring all our books. We'll have mm -hmm. to find the library. And then it was like life changing. Like as an adult going back to the library, I yes. was like, holy shit. But this free books. Minnesota library has a, like a one display area that says rental books. And I think to myself, isn't every book in a library a rental 25 book? 25 cents a day, though. So they each have these markings on them that say, yes, for a quarter a day, you can take this book. And they're not even all new books. One of the books was a mm. book that I read like two years ago. I tried to read and it was awful. So is it... And another one was mm. History of Wolves, my only F of this year. I want to write a yeah. note that's like, don't do it. So yeah, I don't know what the business model is for that, but I've never seen anyone take anything off of it, so... No, I've seen people pick them up, look perplexed, and put them down. Yeah, that's the appropriate yeah. reaction. Okay, back to your, um, back to your high Some grades. of the last books that I read I really liked. Landline, another Rainbow yep. Rowell book. Loved it. Not I in the fangirl universe? No, it's an adult book. It's oh. about a marriage that's going through some troubles. Mm. And it, I, gave it a, I gave it an A. Okay. That might be changed to an A minus. The main like plot point of the book, like yeah. the title of the book, Landline. Yeah, she loses her cell phone. No, doesn't really come into play until like halfway through the book, and it seems uh -huh. actually kind of minor. Hmm. Like it doesn't, it didn't like make or break the book or the plot for me. Like I think yeah. without that, I don't know. Um, but mm -hmm. I really really liked it. Okay. Um, autobiography. Mm -hmm. um, I mentioned that on a previous episode. Yes, I really liked that one. Yeah. Um, we've already talked about Simon Hope with Homo Sapien Agenda. Talked about Illuminae. Talked about the fifth season. Yeah. Um, Holding Up the Universe is another one that I really liked. Mm. You're reading All the Bright Places right now by Jennifer yes. Niven. I am reading it. Yes. You're making a face. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. I started on Friday, which is like 24 hours ago now. So, gosh. You, know, you hate it so far. No, I'm trying to remember it. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, well, her other book, Holding Up the Universe, I read earlier this year, I really liked. Mm -hmm. um, Made You Up was really interesting. It was about a girl with schizophrenia. Mm -hmm. um, and she has hallucinations. And it's kind of an unreliable narrator type story. because, mm -hmm. But she knows she's unreliable. Hmm. So she's telling the story, and she doesn't know if the things she's describing are real or not. I can appreciate that. Um, so I really liked that. It was it was a interesting. solid young adult book, but with like a interesting narrative yeah. tone. Um, <laughs> a Court of Wings and Ruin. Don't yell at me. Mm, Sarah J. Mass. You need to, yeah. I'm over Someday it. Someday you'll it. go back and edit these grades. So your New Year's resolution, I assume, is to get your to-read list under 100 books? No. 668 oh. at the moment, I think. Yeah, I think Hold that on. sounds right. Um, I do need 672. Okay. I do need to go through it sometime because some of these are quite old. And if I like, I need to go back and see if yeah. I have changed my mind on any of them. Okay. But I can do a bulk delete from the back end of Book Digits you if you dare. ever need it. Wow. I will be so what mad. Wouldn't that be something? 
That would be something, all right. Um, so that we can say the children loved and hated children the books. Past tense of the last year. In terms of setting the stage for our podcast and our viewing um, experience, we have officially canceled Netflix. Yep. Big step. Our Hulu we signed now. up for a Hulu. There's already like three different shows that I've wanted to watch on Netflix that we don't have anymore. You'll be okay. I watch TBS exclusively <laughs> on on cable. It seems like they just have every sitcom episode and they just push random yep. and just see what happens. Yep. I was FX for a while, Freeform for a little while, but now I'm TBS all the way. Although Freeform just had Lion King and Lion King 2 back to back. Yeah. Solid showing. Um, so we've started Handmaid's Tale on Hulu. That will be forthcoming. We started Boy Meets World. Started Boy Meets World. Enjoying it so far. The writing is solid on that show. Yeah. It's a little bit goofy. Like, the laugh track is a little bit much. Yeah. But the but writing, the, the jokes, and the dynamics, great. yeah, it's amazing They so just far. shot the neighbor! <laughs> well, what's our address? And we just started playing The Last of Us last night. And Gonna have some someone thoughts. someone here was a little bit pissy. I threw a pissy. bit of a tantrum. <laughs> yeah. Give me a fucking map. I know it, when I'm reading a book, I say the exact opposite, but good lord, I never knew how much I appreciated a good map in a video game until I did not have one. You need me to be your strategist, and you need to push <sighs> the buttons to shoot the guns at the zombies. I'm thinking we'll have to do Last of Us and Handmaid's Tale together. Okay. Talk about those. That would be a good pairing. Okay. I like it. All right. So should we do a little bit of... Uh... I just need to say one thing first, because I got mm. a little bit berated by one of our fans mm. about my take on Star Wars. Oh, this is what I wanted to mention. I wanted to talk about movies that we saw over the last couple of weeks that were rewatches, because we both saw Star Wars again, yes. sec separately, but for yes. a second time. And I saw Get Out for a second time. It okay. was on HBO. Did you watch it? Oh, it's just on HBO, yeah. So I just flicked it on. I still... The first 75% are absolute genius, especially on the rewatch. It's like... How do you not realize that clearly those black people are what white people trapped in a black person's body? Yeah. And how can you not realize what's going on? And so it's so perfectly done, the first 75%. I still do not like the last 25%. Yeah. I thought it was interesting having gone back to Boston because there mm. was three separate occasions where we were out places with, like, all white people except for one black person, like yeah. a token black person. Mm-hmm. And I just kept thinking that. I was like, do they feel uncomfortable? Mm. Like, what, is this not their natural setting? Like, do they always feel a little bit, like, unsure of what's going to happen? Right. But do they think that we're going to take, <laughs> put our brain into them? That's where, it's like, you could have done such, I don't such think a so. great cultural comment. And then it's like. I don't think so. But I'm saying it did make me think and it made me more aware yeah. of, of racial dynamics in, in our social. So yeah, dynamics. I actually turned it off once it went to the horror movie part. But the first, the first hour and a half are great. Well, did you see that funny thing on Twitter? I made you look at it, right? Like the, like the thread about the Indian a uh, woman showing yes, her Indian parents to get out. Yeah. Hilarious. I'll definitely post that. Yeah. Basically, her parents are like, what are you making us watch? And then yeah. by the end, they I think the ending comment was, um, was if first of all, if you ever date a white guy, we have to meet him before you meet his parents. Yeah. And you should date Chris. We'll treat him a lot better than that Allison Williams girl did. <laughs> nice. So uh, that was a really funny thread. All right. Star Wars hot takes. Go. So... Watching it a second time, mm -hmm. everything stands that I said the first time, okay. but it seems that I might have given the impression that I did not like the movie, <laughs> because on this I spent podcast, $25 on a freaking pork today, so I think you like the movie. Go get him and play the sound. I'll describe my second Star Wars viewing 
experience. The upon rewatch, the really bad parts of the movie to me were more bearable. The casino part was fine for me this time because I knew it was pointless. Here we go. This is supposed to be. It's a Furby. It's a Furby with a weird noise. Ah. <sighs> okay. So, um, I would agree with that, that mm. like when you, you know that there's going to be parts that are a little bit slow or a little bit yeah. unnecessary. You're not as anxious about it. Correct. What I was saying to someone was the second time I could enjoy the movie more because the, I wasn't like waiting for the movie to redeem itself or waiting for the movie to jump into second gear, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know how cars work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sure. So I enjoyed it more because I was like, oh, there's some really good parts coming up. And yeah. I was like anticipating the good parts instead of sitting there thinking, when is this going to yeah. gonna get better? Um, so I still really liked the movie. I'm literally holding a stuffed pork that moves its wings and its, its mouth and yeah. makes noises. And I, I think that, spoilers ahead, the Ray kylo yeah. fight yeah one of the best scenes in all of star wars mm -hmm. and the luke reveal at the end yep. one of the best reveals in star wars okay so i think that the highs are really high but they are i still think that they're in the middle of some you have to slog through a lot of slow parts yeah um so, I mentioned the bad jokes the first time around. The theater that I was in, maybe a lot of people were singing for the second time. There were crickets for most of the humorous bits. Interesting. My huh. that, The theater I was in, a lot of people laughed. Yeah. But the jokes that I thought did not hit very well did not hit in this theater either. Just, I don't want to get too much into Star Wars, like, debates and stuff. Yeah. But everyone seems so, like, confident that... The comment about Ray's parents being junk from a junk planet is true. Why would you? Why would you assume that that, that has, Kylo that's Ren the is end deciding of the story? to tell the truth? Like, there's got to be a twist coming in the third so, movie. So I am of two minds about it. Yeah. One part of me is just convinced that their siblings are twins or something. Yeah. Because of the way the the strength of their connection and right. just the way their dynamic is. Yeah. I don't ship them i don't think it's like a romantic or sexual tension well, that's what i think it would like relate back to the Luke and episode Maya. yeah because because they had sexual tension and i was like oh whoop that yeah. would have been misplaced yeah so if it's if it's paralleling the yeah. original trilogy again the family reveals and whatever right. this would have been the way to do but it But that to me would mean that princess leia would have had to have uh, maybe she has to be maybe a half sibling because princess leia would know if she had another kid and yeah, left it on Jakku. My mom's theory is that Luke's kid, and he didn't know that he had a kid, that Luke had relations with a woman. and Right, but then they would not be related. It's Han Solo's they'd kid. They'd be cousins. Yeah, cousins. Not brother and sister. Not brother and sister. So my mom thought they were cousins. Okay. My dad and I thought they were siblings. And um, most importantly, Finn should have died. John Boyega on Graham Norton doesn't even know if he's coming back for the third movie. Why did you let all these characters survive this movie? Um, I... I've been reading a little bit about it, and I do think if Ray is not related to them, it is kind of an interesting twist because so far it's just been like Skywalker's ruined the galaxy for yeah. 
Rule or ruin? Ruin. Okay. For eight movies. Yeah. So I think it would be a little bit of a nice thing to have actually an outsider come in and mm. and save them or come in and, and be an important part. Yeah. That it's basically like anti-monarchy. Yeah. And it seems to fit a little bit with the, the-, the themes of this movie of like don't try and recycle the past like neo-Nazis and... Yeah, um, and the resistance is bad at leadership and and the bad guy's leadership bad isn't great leadership. either. Yeah. yeah, so it's like you keep trying to be something from the past yeah. and Ray represents something new. Kill it if you have to. Yeah. You set well, me up for the quote. Yeah. yeah. But seriously, like the, mm-hmm. they're basically neo-Nazis trying I was to cheering be so hard when he was like, let's go build our own thing. I was like, yes, go build your own yeah, thing. Yeah, do something new. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think I'll be happy either way. Now that I've read a little bit more about it and ruminated on it, I still have like a feeling in my gut that yeah. they're related. But if they go the other way and kind of lean into, uh, mopping up the mess of the previous monarchy and getting rid of them and starting yeah. a new thing, then I'm fine with that as well. So I don't want it to seem like I didn't like the movie. I really enjoyed it. And I think sitting through the first 40 minutes or whatever is worth it for how amazing the ending is. Yeah. But I still stand by what I said at the beginning of the beginning is not great. Okay. All right. Uh, are we going to use that as a new theme song on our podcast? Maybe. That's our introduction to good news and bad news in 2018. Sure. Um. So yeah, I have a couple. They're not. They're not terribly substantial. Okay. Good news. I have no Positive bad news. news. I'm gonna. St- I didn't have much bad I'm news. I'm gonna start either. the year on an optimistic note and have no bad news. There is some bad news I could go mm, into. See. I agree that I have no specific bad news, but I've really turned on like the human race. I don't. <laughs> okay. I don't have much optimism for them in general. Okay. Do you want to start with that? I don't really have much more to say than that. Just okay. That. Well, we'll just. Uh, okay. Yeah. We'll go from there. Good news. Um, TGI Fridays is having the Beyond Burger on the menu. Really? Yep. Which is the best Our favorite plant-based burger. Plant-based burger that I've tasted. Yes. The texture of a real burger and the taste is not unpleasant it doesn't necessarily taste like beef but it does not taste like and when you plate it you can make it look like a burger it It absolutely looks looks like a burger burger. the texture is a burger it feels like a burger so yeah you can go to TGI Fridays which I haven't been to in a decade I used to be obsessed with their Jack Daniels steak and shrimp combo I went to it I was was dragged to it in Australia one time and I only got drinks and not food yeah but like places like Applebee's when you're complaining about millennials staying away this could be one thing that could draw a certain audience back in at least it's always annoying when it's like why are these restaurants dying and it's like because they're doing they're serving the same food they served 20 years ago so props to them for trying something different also good news this will come out better in Twitter but I'll have you link to this story okay obviously there's a million stories written a day about Bitcoin and yeah other types of cryptocurrency. This article is just called Why Bitcoin is Stupid. And so I really <laughs> appreciate it. Yeah. Because I sort of understand the concept and the technology behind it. But I've I've tried to read several articles explaining like the benefits and why it would become like the dominant currency. And I cannot understand it at all. And why, you're like a tech person. Yeah, I don't understand why it would be considered superior to everything else available. And so this guy just lays out all the reasons why, yes, the technology behind it is useful in certain circumstances, but the biggest point he makes is that you're dumb for investing in Bitcoin. Uh, do we have to put like some sort of uh, disclaimer here saying that we do not not give in investing advice or something? 
Oh, yeah. Don't listen to us about investing advice. Also, if you want to donate Bitcoin to us, we yes. will still take it. Thank you to the guy <laughs> on Book Digits who did give us five 1,000. So if you'd like to donate uh, part of your Bitcoin. Sure. We'll take it. We're we'll just not going to buy our own. Yeah. So the point he makes is that. Diversify. <laughs> sure. Is that you're buying Bitcoin from like the Bitcoin source right now. If um, the blockchain technology ever goes big. The actual governments or the big banks will use it on their own and they will continue to be the operator. Like this whole open source view of money passing back and forth is never going to get huge. Yeah, It's going to be the corporations already running the financial world are going to just use this as a different model for them. Yeah. And so your money that's it's going up one day and down the next year is not like... It's never going to stay independent like no. it is now. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, so yeah, and then bad news real quick, the Jacksonville, Jacksonville Jaguars are serving teal colored beer at their first playoff game in a long time tomorrow. I think that should just be weird news. Weird news. And the other weird news in honor of digital, digital get down. In sync? Justin Timberlake has, um, trademarked a a phrase for his next album, people think. It's going to be called Man of the Woods. Yikes. Which I guess for Timber Lake, there's plenty of puns you can go with. Okay. But yeah, not sure I'm, I'm sold on It just on sounds that. like a cologne. Yeah, it does. Like that lumberjacks would wear. All right, hit me with some fresh, hot, good news. Do you want me to do my weird news first? Sure. I thought that wasn't a segment. Oh, okay. Now it is. <laughs> um, did you see the Chrissy Teigen thing at all about her flight to Tokyo? No. There... Her and John Legend were going to Tokyo. Okay. During around the holidays, and they left LA. I'll give you all. Yeah. Yes, that was John Legend. Yeah. Not that, but yeah. that is the song. Yeah. Um, we're on their way to Tokyo. Uh, got turned around midair, like seven hours into the flight or something, a couple yeah. hours into the flight, to go back to LA. Yeah. Because someone got on the wrong flight. Someone was on their. One flight person was on their flight incorrectly. Guess what that person was supposed to be going? Not Japan. Tokyo. Wait, where were they going? Tokyo. I don't get it. A person was not supposed to be on a different airline, yeah. but was also going to Tokyo. So okay. the airline turned all the way back around, landed back in LA yeah, to let that person sense. off to then go back to Tokyo. And that okay. person was also going to Tokyo. But the only reason to do that would be if there was going to be a visa issue and you were letting them, Correct. you were flying them to a country they shouldn't have been going to. No, they were still going to Tokyo. Huh. So there's got to be something else going on. Weird. The only thing I can think of is that, like, the airline is responsible, like, for customs and immigration for the people they bring. And so if they didn't have a ticket for that person, they couldn't bring them. I don't know. Maybe. But very wow. bizarre. And I would have been pissed if I was on that flight. Yeah. Anyway, my good news, um, yeah. I have an ice skating good news. Yep. You got new ice skates today. We're I got new ice skates tomorrow. today. I'll do, I'll do a little promotion for any men out there with weird feet. <laughs> okay. Because I, what is my issue? I don't have any arch. Yes. Yeah. And I'm growing scales on my feet, apparently, <laughs> according to my wife. So every pair of skates I've ever worn have been hockey skates because I live in the, the patriarchy. Where men can only wear ice skates. Hockey skates. Hockey skates, yeah. And they are so rigid, and the leather they use, I've never found a comfortable pair of hockey well, skates. Well, they're meant to be protective against like people hacking Pucks at you and or shit. Something. I don't care. 
Um, so anyways, I did some good research and I found out that there is... An alternative. For people like me. Soft, gentle <laughs> souls who just want to go around a little With neighborhood soft, pond. soft, souls on your Oh, I didn't even do that on purpose. So look, ask your local shop for soft boot men's skates. And they will be right in between figure skates and hockey skates. Very comfortable. Mine look like inline skates with a blade on the bottom. My wife they look is like tease bad rental bit, skates. But they're going to be awesome. Okay. Okay. So. What do you have to say about this topic? Michelle Kwan. Yep. Who was my favorite. Still alive. Was my favorite. Okay. I didn't report on her. I did like dress up like her, I think. Nice. Um, like in elementary school. She somehow taught hmm. Sarah Michelle Geller how to ice skate. Okay. Sarah Michelle Geller and her children. Like figure skate or just to get around on ice? Both. Okay. Actually, that was so cool. Celebrities helping celebrities. Yeah. I'd watch that show. What do I have to do to get Michelle Kwan to teach me how Why to ice skate? Why is there not um, a reality show in the vein Dancing of... Dancing with the Stars but ice skating? Yeah. Let's start it. It's hard ice skating. Yeah, I mean, dancing, like, I know is hard, but you can fake your way through it and still do okay. some moves. But, like, if you're on skates and... And it would just be a whole lot of celebrities falling and breaking their arms. It'd be hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Sign me up. All right. Okay. Sign you up to watch or to be on it? Well, I have to be a celebrity first. Mm, true. Baby steps. Um, thank you for that. Did I segue, segue? you? Okay. Um, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, the movie. Sure. Blake Lively, America Ferreira, yeah. Amber Tamblyn. Well, there were like 10 movies and, eventually, right? Um, Gilmore Girls, what's her name? Mm, yeah. Rory. Gilmore. Rory Gilmore. No, what's her actual name in real life? No one cares. <laughs> anyway, the four of them um, were in Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants movie together like a, a decade ago at least. Yeah. And they're all still best friends. I played a great joke on someone while we were away for break. Where I, I told them that I only watched the Gilmore Girls Netflix version, like the later years, and not the original. And they were like so baffled. And I was like, no, nah, I didn't watch it. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. Anyways, there was a cute picture because America You always Ferreira, are convinced that people are best friends in real life. We're still America, after all these years. America Ferreira like, uh, was having a baby. And there was a picture of all four of them hanging out, touching her belly, and being like, there's a new baby. Wow. Okay. They're actually best friends. You know that I love when TV or movie casts are actually you best really friends. Do. So I thought it was really cute. Okay. Um, have you seen the that food reviewer um, that just watches hilarious videos of like nasty ass like gross white people food and just like makes oh fun of it? Okay. But it's like the kind of food from like you know fifties housewives where it's just like mayo mixed with okay. mayo mixed so with they, sour cream. They watch it like videos of people eating it. He watches like the how to make these things yeah. videos and then like. I'm not explaining it very well. I'll okay. post it on Twitter and I'll show you because it's really, really funny. One of, the, one of the ones he watched was called a salad uh -huh. and it mixed like <laughs> jello and oh, pineapple God. and maraschino cherries hmm. and then like green food coloring with like mayo and like use that as like a frosting on this fruit. It was so gross. Okay. It was so gross and he, his reactions are just really funny. It reminds me of the story from, from your family where... Ketchup was used as pasta sauce. That was just for poor people. Yeah. Yeah. Still. Yeah. Okay. And um, the last one's kind of like a positive um, Cheer 2017 me up. thing. Please. The Tell three me humanity top, can be redeemed. The three top movies of 2017 mm. had women leads. Really? It was Beauty and the Beast. Yep. Wonder Woman. Woman, yep. And? Star Wars. Star Wars. Ray. Yeah. Look at that. So the top three movies were led by women. Jumanji 2 is already surpassing 
Last Jedi. That is impossible. In a weekend, not total. But this past weekend, Jumanji made That's more gonna money. That's going to be its only weekend, probably. It was like not its first weekend, though. I was baffled what? by that. It was is like it just because it was cold. And Jumanji, were like, Fuck, Jumanji's what's on, TV? what's on the movie? Second week, and Star Wars is like fourth. But still, I guess everyone went to Star Wars the first weekend. I guess, and I it's been so cold. I guess what else is there to do? Yeah, that's weird. I think though. Kevin Hart pulls pulls an audience, and The Rock does too. Yeah. Okay. He prefers to go by Dwayne Johnson right now, and he oh. is thinking of running for president. Oh, good lord. Um, so, are we going to have an actual segment? Yeah, we got time. Okay. We got a little bit of time. So I've got I a lot of upcoming things, too. We're so. doing a slightly new thing with this segment. We're doing a book and movie combined. Yes. So I figured I'd say, oh, Mary, oh, Mary, the children love the books. <laughs> like See that. what I did? It's, and it's a okay. Christmas movie. Yeah. So, we saw, we read Wonder and saw Wonder. I read it a few years ago, and you yeah. read it just recently, so Over I'm going to rely on you yeah. for the book summary, Yeah, but we did see the movie. Mm -hmm. um, do you want to give a little bit of a summary for the people that aren't aware of it? Sure. So, Wonder is the story of Augie, who is a fifth grader? Yeah. Going into fifth grade, and he is dealing with, I don't know the official scientific name, but a facial deformity disease where he's had multiple surgeries throughout his life to try to improve his facial features. And he has issues and with, like, seeing eating and, and breathing. And, seeing and, yeah, and breathing and hearing. Hearing, right. And so it's basically the story of him. He's been homeschooled uh, for his first four grades, and now he's going into fifth grade and is convinced by his parents to try out a real school uh, for the first time. So he has to meet with... Teachers and the principal and the new kids and it's his harrowing fifth grade year. Yeah, and fifth grade mm -hmm. is, I mean, middle school is like a scary kind of shit time for everybody. Yeah. Never mind if you've never gone to a real school and have a very obvious physical uh, appearance that's going to be different from other people. Right. And he doesn't um, even like to go out in public at all, you know, without this spaceship mask that he likes to put on. And so, space helmet? Yeah, that thing. Yeah. So to do it every day is a big uh, very challenge. Brave. Very brave. And it is confusing because fifth grade for us in New Hampshire is elementary school. No, it's not. What? You went to middle school in fifth grade? Yes. I went to middle school in sixth grade. No, my town is one through four. Oh my God. Five through eight. That makes sense. Nine through twelve. This is like, oh my god, I have such a perspective never bias about so many things. Yeah. Holy shit. So I think a lot of places are one through five, but my town was one through four, five through eight. Wow, and so is Augie's town mm -hmm. in Manhattan. Sure. Because his dad makes a lot of money doing Apparently. something off screen. Something Apparently. off screen that doesn't require much time yeah. or much stress, clearly. That was like Girl Meets World as well. It's like they could not afford that brownstone if one of them was a yeah. teacher. So, all right, let's fill in the details of the family. So it's a typical nuclear family, um, married um, father and mother with younger son, Augie, older and older sister. daughter, um, all, all of, what's her name? V. V. Vera. Um, what was her name? Olivia, and they call Olivia. her V. Yeah, that's why. I'm just and a dog. And a dog. Who you know is going to die. If <laughs> Owen Wilson is in a movie with a dog, it's going to die. Yeah. Uh, so it's not just Augie's perspective. which is, No. It switches to the perspective of the sister, and then the sister's friend, yep. and then the sister's boyfriend. And it switches to um, Augie's friend at one right. point. Jack. So I liked... 
I like the perspective shifting better in the book because honestly, when I started, I was like, oh, Augie's really brave and really good and really engaging as a narrator, but I don't know if I want to... He's also a little bit depressing because of all the things he has to see that other people do to him. Right, and I guess part of the point of the book is that other people's... Uh, um like other people's opinion of yeah. him. So obviously Correct. internally you're not getting the the rest of the world's view on him. Yeah. Which is the and the point. other point is that everyone's dealing with shit. Yeah. Like his is more outward facing and stuff. That should be the tagline on this middle school book. Everyone's yeah. dealing with shit. Like um, his is more obvious. Yeah. So that's really well done in the book. Uh, I would have... Like she does like a almost a perfect circle where it goes around to a different character and then back to him. But then in the last few chapters, it's mostly him and jumps back and forth a little bit. So it just wasn't quite as clean as I would have expected. Yeah. And it gets a little bit even messier in the movie. Like they show these big subtitles of now you're jumping into this character, but it only does a couple of them. And I didn't find that particularly I also thought useful. in the movie it was not necessary. No. Like if you're focusing on V, it's obvious that it's focusing on V. I don't yeah. know if it's because... It was meant for like more of a family or younger audience, so yeah. they thought maybe the kids would get confused about where sure. it was Augie or something. Yeah. But I thought it was distracting in the movie, too. Because in movies, you're kind of used to switching to different characters, generally. Yeah, right. It's not that strange of a thing to like hear a different character's voice. Yeah, or... and like in a, in a movie, it's obvious. In a book, if you just switch to a different character without being letting sure. you know, it would be, be... jarring. It would be jarring, and it would be like, wait, who are we... Who are we following around? But in yeah. a movie, you can see who you're following around. Yeah. You can hear it. You can see it. So, um, You ready for my big idea for this movie? Okay. I wasn't sure how they were going to do it in terms of... I didn't know if the actor had a deformity or how, if they were just doing it with makeup or whatever. So as I'm sitting down, I thought to myself, what if you never see his face? Yeah, that would be what interesting. What if you did it like a first-person video game where you just see behind him and you see people's reactions to it? Yeah. And then, like, in the scenes with his family, always have his head turned or always have his helmet yeah. on or something. because in the very beginning of the movie, you don't see it for a little while. Right. Yeah, because um, he has his astronaut helmet on. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. that would have been a creative but take But in on the it. end, the way they did it was fine. You know, it was this actor who you knew from something else, the young kid. He was from, I never saw it, but he was from uh, Room with Brie Larson. Okay. So he's a, a Jacob good, Tremblay. well-developed child he actor. Was, uh, he uh, was at the award shows and stuff. Yeah. I don't know if he was nominated but so yeah he had to put on this prosthetic or whatever every day clearly yeah. for that role um so i was i remembered really liking the book but i hadn't read it in a while yeah. so i didn't quite remember what was different or what was the same from the book to the movie as we were watching the movie but um i liked the movie better than i thought i was going to yeah not that I didn't think I was going to like it, but I just thought it were you was... worried it was going to be too cheesy? I was worried it was either going to be too cheesy, because the trailers were really cheesy, sure. or it was going to be too, like, slow, and it was just going to be a lot of, like, they were going to try to make it too uh, reliant on the book, and mm. it was going to be kind of not engaging as a film. Right, because the plot of the book really... It there's a few... Yeah, there's a few, like, big moments, but it's pretty much just one kid's year of fifth grade, where... Yeah, and he has some yeah. special circumstances, but, yeah. you know, it's tough for everybody. Yeah. But um, I thought the movie did a really good job. It was very engaging. Um, mm -hmm. I just had a little bit of a shitty day that day that we went to see it. Mm -hmm. And I was afraid that I would be distracted or not really paying attention to the movie or something. And it, like, hooked me from the first couple minutes. Like, oh. I found it really engaging and I cried through, like, half the thing. <laughs> I was just, like, constantly, like, weeping <laughs> watching the movie. <laughs> because it is... Uh, At the sad parts or the brave parts? Or all everything? of it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but, um... I just do like the message that 
everyone is going through some hard stuff. Like, um, what's that phrase? Like, you know, be kind because everyone's fighting a battle you don't know about or fighting a battle you can't see or something like that. So obviously Augie's difference is that you can see the battle that he's fighting. But I think the, the theme of the book is that, you know, everyone's going through some shit and like everyone's brave for living their life and their day-to-day life, yeah. not just Augie. And I think those are the important parts of the movie when like, it's usually his sister who's like, Hey Augie, you know, you know, there are other issues in the world other than just you. Yeah. Um, you know, because especially in that family, things have a tendency to revolve around him because he's been special forever. Right. And I think they do a decent job of making the other characters sympathetic enough while not erasing them. Yeah. Like, I think they do a good job with V of, showing that she really does love her little brother and love her family, but that yeah. she also has her own issues. And, and you're supposed to actually feel bad for the bad kid because his parents are so psychotic that you're supposed to be like, oh, he's in a bad situation, but he's pretty much just evil bad. in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, just a bully. So I like that. It's definitely a good family movie. Like, I think a lot of times family movies, quote unquote, can yeah. just be like really silly, crappy like animated movies so i think this was a nice like movie that adults could enjoy too like it's not just stupid fart jokes and whatever like it's a good family movie even if Mm -hmm. you haven't seen the book i think seen the book even if you haven't (laughs) read the book um i think you'd be able to follow it pretty easily now you didn't seem sold that they needed these a-list actors as the parents definitely not i think julia roberts and owen wilson um owen wilson is does he is he secretly a serial dog killer Possibly. My other big takeaway from... You're using Owen Wilson in a movie about a facial deformity. That is asking for a series of nose jokes. <laughs> where he goes, Augie, look at look at what I'm dealing with. And this, you know, I don't even have a disease. No wonder you're screwed up. Look at my nose. Like, that's not in the book because they never mentioned it. You got it. your nose from me. That's what yeah. yeah. It's asking for that. Um, but yeah, I thought that they did fine in their roles. Like yeah. they were good as kind of the lovable, caring parents yeah. with some of their own issues and stuff. But I don't know if they thought that because it's a bit of an obscure, like kind of literary, like it's not like animated songs and stuff that yeah. they needed the pull of A-listers or something. Yeah. But I thought it distracted from anything because every time they're on the screen, all you see is Owen Wilson and, and Julie Roberts. That's all you see. Yeah. So. And the other thing that distracted you a bit was what I mentioned in terms of like their upper class comfort so distracting where the where the mother can pick up a phd that she started 20 years ago because now and that like she's not homeschooling him that she has nothing and the dad to do. never seems to be at work and no. yet they live in this massive house in, in New York. manhattan yeah. massive house yeah yeah anyways everyone has issues <laughs> um so i enjoyed it yeah good family friendly movie even if you haven't seen the book Seen the book? You're drunk Fuck. on that hot chocolate. Right? <laughs> Even um, if you haven't read the book. Should you do both? Can you do one or the other? Well, you read the book really recently before you saw yeah. the movie. What did you think? Did it take away from seeing the movie? Do you think you would have enjoyed the movie more if you hadn't read the book? No, I think this is a case where you can read the book and say, I don't need to see the movie. Or you can see the movie and say, I don't need to read the book. And there weren't any like dr- drastic changes. The ending was a bit changed yeah. or a bit downplayed in the movie compared to the book. Correct. So I do have some upcoming stuff. All right. Hit me. I got nothing. Um, do you want the bad upcoming or the good upcoming? What are you not looking forward to? A continuation of The Office. Did you see what anything you about that? We saw commercials for this Jenna Fisher new show that looks pretty bad. Uh, that's no. There mean. was like an official The Office no. continuation rumor and it was not from like a fake news source. Like a Dunler Mifflin like satellite office? I or don't know. What? I don't know. Yeah. I didn't click on it because I was not interested. Um, Entanglement with Thomas Middleditch. 
I hate everything that he's going to be in, so I just don't Movie? want him to be in anything. Or show. Um, I wrote these down a long time ago. Is it like a Tangled live action remake? I, I think I would like that better. Um, no, it's an indie movie. Of course. Look at this fucking yeah, that looks poster. like an indie movie. It's, it's like, like him in an ugly sweater with an ugly beard, and the sweater's like unra- unraveling. Yeah. Um, looks terrible. Yeah. While searching for the meaning of his existence. Is it by the Duplass brothers? Because that sounds like it's up there out. Jason James. Hmm. But it does look like it could have been a Mark Duplass bullshit thing. Um, what else do I have? Not looking forward to. Those were the only ones I had sad faces at. Okay. Or mm, face. Um, Ready Player One. I have never had any interest in reading the book, but mm-hmm. I'm really intrigued by the movie trailer. Yeah, I'm confused because what people say about the book is that it's just 80s references 80s in your constantly. Face. Yeah. And then I heard someone say, oh, same for the trailer. And then we watched the trailer before movie and I didn't get any 80s vibes. Well, it's got some good 80s like synth guitar and Yeah, and, and stuff, a little bit of but... a video game obviously play to it, but yeah. But yeah, it wasn't just like... 80s memorabilia in every corner of the screen. So this could be a case where we just go see the movie without Maybe. the book. And then, did you? were you intrigued by the movie trailer? Yeah, but I didn't want to be. That was the thing you with me. You said, oh, this is Ready Player One. And I started watching the trailer. I was like, no, it's not. This is like this looks like a cool sci-fi movie. Yeah, so I think we should see it. Mm. I think we should not read the book and see it and see what we think about Deal. it. Deal. Okay. Shake on it. Um, did you see... Did you see the trailer for Mortal Engines in front of your Star Wars viewing? How about this for my Star Wars last repeat viewing? They showed no trailers. No trailers? They showed commercials and then jumped to the movie. What fucking movie Weird. theater were you in? Mortal Engines is apparently a book series. Yeah. Um, a futuristic steampunk version of London. Okay. But it was literally, the trailer almost looked like Mad Max, where it was like, London was this massive, like, moving vehicle, like a cruise ship on land. Yeah. And it was supposed to be this, like, dystopian future. But it's directed by Peter Jackson. Okay, that's why I've heard about it, I think, yeah. So I was not super intrigued by, like, watching the trailer, but I don't know. Hmm. I was just a little bit confused about it. Okay. Um... Nutcracker in the Four Realms. Have you seen the trailer for that? It's a Disney trailer. No, it's not a Christmas movie? Um, not really. I think it's coming out next Christmas. It's going to be the Disney family movie of next Thanksgiving Christmas season. Or maybe okay. it comes out Thanksgiving. But it's like, it almost looks like the Alice in Wonderland version of the Nutcracker. Mm-hmm. Like she kind of like goes into this other realm. Just like in the Nut... Are you familiar with like the Nutcracker story? Yeah. So when she goes into, like, the toy world or whatever, right. it's actually, like, a different realm with, like, all these battles going on internally. Yeah. So it's it's the ballet, but... I'm concerned this is related to the Jeffrey Maguire book I've It is not. Before. Okay. It is not. Wow. So Nut- Nutcracker's big. I guess so. Hmm. Um, but it looked interesting, actually. Yeah. I was intrigued by it. Because huh. it is a very, like, in the ballet, you're just like, oh, little desserts dancing, and then there's a battle, and then it's over. Mm-hmm. But this, like, goes a lot more into the... Uh, situation in that realm and the politics of it and stuff. Yeah. And it looked interesting. Cool. And some big names attached to it. Um, Jesus Christ Superstar. Yep. I'm excited for it. it. Yeah. I won't start singing it, but there's some solid music in it. Mm -hmm. That's like the next live thingy, which I don't really like those. Like the Christmas story one. We watched four minutes of it and it was awful. But Jesus is John Legend. Okay. And apparently Mary Magdalene is Sarah Bareilles. Nice. So those are two like names that I like and yeah. have actual good How voices. Why is Jason Mraz and Waitress now? I don't know. 
I guess that's put his music career on hold, so maybe it's for the best. I guess so. Um, Half Magic. All I wrote was not the book, so I need to look up what this one is. Half Magic. Half Magic Movie. Oh, yes. Sorry. Now I know what it is. There was a book that I liked when I was younger called Half Magic. Mm -hmm. This one is not about magic. It's like a ladies kind of alternative, alternative romantic comedy kind of thing. Okay. Um, but it's got um, Rosa Diaz. Yep. Stephanie Beatrice yep. in it. And um, Angela from The Office. Yep. Um, and it looked, I don't know, it looked interesting. I think it's kind of meant for older people than me. Yeah. Angela Kinsey, that's her name yeah. from The Office. Um, but I thought it looked really good. It was very, like, female empowerment. I don't know. I liked it. It looked okay. good. We've got plenty of movies to see this year. Um, and then a couple TV things. Yeah. Um, New Girl Season 7. The end of the, the last season? season oh. April 10th. Okay. Um, Big Bang Theory is supposedly going to end next season. Okay. Supposedly season 12 is the rumored end for it. It's probably for the best. Probably yeah. for the best. Um, you know that I'm excited for my boy Darren's. Yo. Um, he's going to be the titular, or not even titular character, the villain. The villain. In American Crime Story Versace. Mm -hmm. He plays the, the killer. Not Harry Potter. The yeah. killer. Um, and that's really soon. That's January 17th. Okay. And that's FX, so we're going to have to record that. I feel like I'm not going to like it, but supposedly he's amazing in it. Yeah, and nude? So, um, partially nude and a part part of it. Okay. You've already seen the screen caps? Yeah, and some of them are not great. Oh, I was joking. You have. Yeah, all these videos, um, all these pictures came out like a while ago when they were filming it. Because oh, they were filming weird, on a beach. With that beard yes. bathing suit? Yes, oh, with like, the hot pink bikini. That. Okay. No. Um, or Speedo, I should say. Um, and the last thing they saw... At first, I kind of rolled my eyes. A Riverdale spinoff. Yeah. Um, which I have most of the season of Riverdale on our DVR and haven't watched it. Right. Um, but then I saw what it was. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Wait, now I'm super confused. Sabrina is actually a character from Riverdale. What the fuck? I am so confused by this universe. You're telling me Sabrina the Teenage Witch was in a comic strip? Yes. I am so confused. Sabrina the Teenage Witch is, an, is a comic book series public, published by Archie Comics. Okay, so Archie is like becoming the next Marvel with all these different sort of um, realms and she shit? She first appeared in Archie, Archie's Madhouse. So she like first appeared in the Archie Comics apparently and then gets her own... Yeah. Our own series. So, but the, the season that you watched did not have a, a witch named Sabrina? No. Okay. But, apparently, I don't know if she's in this new season or if she's yeah. going to be in the next season, but guess who's going to play her? It's going to be on Netflix. Melissa so we, Joan Hart. No, we might have to get Netflix back. It's someone that was a child in a TV show that you used to watch. Child in a TV show I used a to watch? A TV show that's ended. Um, hmm, give me a better hint. Uh, John Hamm was in it. Mad Men. Oh, so his, so the daughter, whatever yes, her name is. Yes, Kiernan, yeah. Shipka. That sounds right. Yeah, she's a weird name. Yeah, so the blonde girl. So she is going to be uh, Sabrina. Okay. So I was kind of like, Urbio spinoff, man. But then I was like, she would be a really good Sabrina. And Sabrina was a solid show. Yeah. That was a good, wasn't it part of TJF? Uh, for a while, I think, yeah. Yeah, so I would be interested in seeing what they do with a Sabrina spinoff. All Sabrina right. Sabrina re remake, if you will. Nice. 
Um, so I think that's the last thing I have. It's a long enough podcast so far. All right. So ladies and gentlemen, we have a new outro song coming up. Please listen to it once. After that, after if this episode, hor- you can skip. If it horrifies yes. you, let yeah. us know. Again, we looked for royalty-free music, a little bit experimental. Uh, so see what you like. Heather's going to give you a farewell from the board. So happy new year from us. Thanks for continuing to listen. Yeah. Um, and we will see you next week. Oh, and make sure you check us out on Twitter. I'll post some of the links. Um, and that's at DD Get Down. Yeah. Or you can follow my Twitter at Heather324. Mm-hmm. And um, make sure you let us know if you make a book to account as well. Okay. Love you. Bye. See ya. You gotta get down with the get down. Well now, get down, get down, earth, get down, whoa, whoa, get down, earth, get down, whoa, whoa. Maybe we can talk our neighbors into doing the same thing. Get down, get down, get down, get down. Get down.